Hi, I'm Tara Gold. You're joining me at home. At home refers to being at home within oneself, within the world, and at home with spirit. This podcast is raw and it's real. It's sometimes panel style, and it's always shared in a conversational style. Join me here for holistic lifestyle tips that really make a difference with scholars, medical professionals, scientists, cultural creatives, and artists that share through their lens. What all these conversations have in common is that we're all dedicated to empowering and inspiring each other to cultivate inner wisdom and also to share it. Welcome home. I get to sit here right now with Chiara Bedini. Bedini. Well done. <laughs> I'm still working on my Italian <laughs> pronunciations. Although I spoke to my son yesterday and he said, You sound Italian. Oh, so wow. I guess I'm well, making good progress. For you. Good for you. <laughs> but I'm still confusing certain words. And um, we're sitting here in Babington's. Yes, well done. Babington's Tea Room, yes. which opened its doors in 1893. Yeah, correct. Amazing. 130 years ago. 130 years ago. Um, first of all, I got to meet you through a friend, an mm-hmm. old friend of yours who loves you very much. He <laughs> said, you have to go visit her. But then I walked in and um, growing up with an English father, you know, tea is very important in my family. And one of the things that I've learned is that, look at this. Oh, she's you're yeah, making me tea. Cool. Thank you yeah. so much. One of the things that I've learned is that tea time is also a rest time for many people. It's a time when they actually take a time out to maybe meditate with tea, right, calmly, or to, or to have a moment to themselves, or to meet their friends, yeah. or to have a, a business conversation. You know, it's, it's some people use the bar, other people go and meet up for coffee, other people meet for tea. Yeah, and so in my family... And it's very democratic, tea is very democratic. It's very democratic. Yes. Okay, can we say more about that? <laughs> oh, well, because it's for everyone, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, my, my son even likes tea, mm. right? But he's not he's not having coffee. We're not doing no, that. No caffeine. We're not having alcohol. No caffeine. <laughs> Too young. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we're having tea. So I get it. And um, and tea is also medicinal because, you know, in my world, we use teas as brews as with botanical herbal rem- as remedies yeah. that can be healing. So uh, I also know that you're you're never ending with your education yourself. And you said the other day when we met that uh, that you're even doing you're training to be a sommelier. Yeah, you know, a tea sommelier. A tea sommelier. Yeah. So what's so beautiful is you you were born into this family that has this lineage with this tea, this amazing temple, <laughs> a tea <laughs> temple, and uh, clearly you're still driven to always keep growing and learning yourself yeah. because here you are taking that well, to the next level. You have to. You have to if you want to keep going. You can't stop. So can I ask you, in that kind of training, what are you learning that, that is so specific and different from someone that someone else may not know about tea? Mm. Well, I, I, I know a lot about tea because I've yeah. been working here for a long time and I've sort of um, tasted so many teas, mm-hmm. so different varieties. Um, but it's actually uh, learning about where they come from and how they are treated. So there's a lot behind it. The, sto- the story of the places, the countries, how to brew different teas, um, the amazing variety you, you find. Uh, there are thousands and thousands of different sorts of tea. Um, in China, for example, each family makes its own tea. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's, 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 it's um, 
what would I say? It's a journey. Yeah. Uh, 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 it could be a with all, all your five senses, yeah. really, because it's your you're touching the tea leaves, you're smelling the tea leaves, you're tasting the tea leaves, you're looking at the tea leaves. I mean, it's just a and and you're learning about where they come from and how they've been processed and how is the best way to brew or not to brew. Mm -hmm. So you also learn all the and how to choose a, a quality tea versus a, like a bad tea because there's a lot of bad teas around as well as good teas. Is there something you could say about that? Like how would one try and even gauge if it's good or bad? Or well, um, it's, it's always best to buy your teas in a shop where you can actually talk to the person who's selling the tea. Mm -hmm. um, and you can look at the tea leaves because it's important to see if they look dusty, if they look tired, if they look uh, broken, if they're, you know, you, you have to look for many different things so for example if you're buying a white pinotan tea you know you're looking for a very messy um, whitish mm -hmm. leaf uh, whereas if you're buying a sencha or a gum powder you're looking for a rolled small you know little pellets yeah, I or love so so you 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 do need to know but it's not you, you don't have to be a tea sommelier to buy your tea mm -hmm. but it is important that you go to places where you can actually ask and look at the tea leaves what you're saying is something that uh, i learned in chinese med school as well because we had to learn how to be in the apothecary mm. and you had to learn how to look at the texture the color yeah. you had to smell them yeah. and understand how they're supposed to smell same yes. thing with teas, I imagine. Yes, and also you do it with the dry tea leaves. Mm -hmm. So you look at the dry tea leaf and smell the dry tea leaf, and then you brew it. Mm -hmm. And you look at the liquor, you look at um, the, the, dry, the wet leaves, you smell the wet leaves. Sometimes you even taste, I mean, I always taste them. Mm -hmm. I actually get the wet tea leaves and I put them in my mouth mm -hmm. just to taste. Um, so, yes. And like a fine wine, I would imagine a tea gets served with very particular things, yeah? And not with other things, maybe. Well, actually, in, in this sense, too, tea is quite democratic. For example, the tea we're drinking now, which is a Darjeeling, is perfect with cakes, it's perfect with eggs, it's perfect with chicken, so you can, or even just alone with milk, with sugar, without milk, without sugar, so... Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, of course, there are some teas which you wouldn't, it with some, you know, you wouldn't pair with some food and others that right. you would drink as a sort of meditation tea, for example, a yin zen white tea, because it's just so delicate, you wouldn't want to m mix, you know. With dense foods, yeah. you wouldn't want to mix yeah. them. Yeah. Or with, um, oh, this is me. Ah, the phones are going off. Yeah, and, sorry. And I'll just say another thing that's going on around here is because of your location next to the Spanish stairs in yeah. Rome, yeah. it's um, it's a sought after location, right? Yes. So people all over the world come here all yes. the time yes. for the Spanish stairs, and then they end up walking in for tea. Yeah. Uh, and today we have Mission Impossible outside, <laughs> literally <laughs> Mission Impossible outside. Tom Cruise is arriving yeah. tomorrow, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, so all the bodyguards, all the people erecting the stages and red carpet going out, right? Yeah, so yeah. well, Piazza di Spagna is sort of the center of the world, the Roman world, but also the world. Everybody comes to Piazza di Spagna from all over the world. And um, some people actually come because they know about us or because friends have told um, them about us. But some people come because they're curious and they come into this place and outside it's just so chaotic and noisy and now hot, but in the winter cold, rainy. 
And then you come in here and it's just, yes. Yeah, yeah. you actually, come into a Victorian tea rooms where you, you go back in time and it's got its magic to it. So let's, can we go back in time? Yeah, <laughs> of course we can. <laughs> so in 1893, mm -hmm. can you say how this began? So in, 1890, in 1886, mm -hmm. uh, my great-grandmother, Isabel Cargill, from Scotland, um, was supposed to get married, mm -hmm. and she was, um, how do you say, adopted in the altar, left. Oh, wow. So she, he walked out on he, her? Yes, he walked out on oh. her. So she decided to um, leave the country uh, in England um, with an old family friend, as ladies would do that in those days, and do the grand tour, mm -hmm. which is sort of this um, journey through the classic, classical cities okay. in uh, France mm -hmm. and in, in, in Italy. And they arrived in Rome and they discovered that there was no, no tea rooms mm -hmm. and tea could only be bought in pharmacies as a medical. Uh -huh. As yeah. a medical medicine. Yeah. medicine. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's not that in homes you didn't have it, but you didn't have cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's still quite hot. Uh -huh. So be careful. Mm. Mm, thank you. And so, um, they went back to England and decided, my great-grandmother at that point didn't want to live in England any longer, so they decided to come over and open the first ever uh, tea rooms in, in Italy, and they had 100 pounds. They had only 100, well, 100 pounds back then. Oh, well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was quite important, yeah. Uh -huh. And they um, opened in, in a location quite close to here, but it was too small after three years. They were so successful That's that great. they actually came in this premises here, which was the stables of, of the building. So they renovated it. So this is the original building? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which goes back to 1760 something. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Who, do you know who was here before them? In the the stables. The stables? Oh yeah, oh, okay. this, this, this was the stables and there was a family living, yeah, okay. living on upstairs. Well, and I'm thinking about what you said about this is the meeting of the worlds here. Mm. Um, and, you know, in my research of different cultures and how different medicines crossed over from India to China and vice versa, or um, certain understandings of medicine in general, um, even acupuncture. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk of what, what came first, you know, some mm. of the wisdom from China or some of the wisdom from India mm. and the Himalayas. Mm. It's it's a question, right? We we don't we don't really know, and the truth is, I don't think anyone really knows no. because they would meet at crossover points, right? People mm -hmm. would be traveling, and what I've understood from the research I've done over the years is that the people would exchange information through either warriors who were willing to speak, <laughs> or through um, trades, yeah. and the trade routes were about the teas yeah. and the spices, yeah. mostly. There were some spies as well. Spies? Oh yes, of course. Oh. There were some English who would go over to China, uh -huh. especially in the 1800s, especially when they were... Uh, so, um, you, you were saying that China and India uh, tea actually is born in China okay. 5,000 years ago and then it went to Japan so tea in India is sort of quite new compared oh, okay, good to know. because in India they started, they, the English uh, discovered there was a variety called the Sinensis Assamica um, in Assam which is an area north, north east um, while they were trying to um, plant mm -hmm. the sinensis, mm -hmm. which is the Chinese variety, 
um, in India because of the opium war. Opium war. Yes. Okay. So. Which started. Which was, uh, the, there were sort of two wars, but let's say it was the beginning of the 1800s. Mm -hmm. So um, the English um, East India Company uh, was flourishing at that point. And uh, England couldn't get tea from China any longer. And so they were looking for a place where they could produce their own. So we had spies going from England to China to get the seeds and to learn all about how to grow the tea plants. Wow. And they actually brought them to India. That's so interesting. I've never heard that. Yeah. And so in India then, uh, especially they started in Assam and then Darjeeling, mm -hmm. which is under the Himalayas. It's right. a very small area. It's quite high up, yeah. uh, where some of the best teas actually the one we're drinking now is one of them come from. Um, and then they started planting in Nilgiri, which is in the south of India. And then, because it wasn't enough, because the, the, the demand from the UK was so big, mm -hmm. uh, actually went to Ceylon, which is today's Sri Lanka. Okay, so we're talking about the herbals you, you, you sounded emphatic of no, knowing that they came more from China first. Well, tea, the tea plant the, the tea. is actually from Yunnan, which is a, a region yeah. which is in the southwest of, of China. That's where it was actually born and discovered. And, and so what, when I was doing my research, it wasn't specifically about tea, so this is yeah. really interesting yeah. to me. What I was researching was more the history of the energetic medicines, right, mm. too. Like, where what came first, the yoga asanas in yeah. India versus you qigong tai chi? No, you, don't you, know. you don't know. Yeah, we really don't know. But and a lot comes through monks. Actually. Yes, yes. Well, and the monks and the warriors, because yeah. the meridian points. Yeah, that, this is what it, yeah you know about yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like <laughs> the meridian points could be used um, to either inflict um, the worst pain mm. or the best medicine. Yeah. Right. So when you when you learn one, you learn the other, um, which is pretty powerful. Um, so what I'm hearing you say too is that um, you lived here, or you not personally, but your family mm. also had this location existing through the course of several wars. Yes. Can we talk about that? Well, um, Babington's was opened in 1893, so at the end of the 1800s. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and has been open ever since, actually. It never closed. It never closed during the First World War and it didn't close during the Second World War. Um, even though all the other English businesses in the city were closed down, because to start with, England and Italy were on two different sides. Mm -hmm. So England was the enemy. Uh, but magically, there again, we don't know why, Gavington's never closed. And actually, we had the, the fascists in the first room with their ladies. And here in the back, we had um, meetings with, the, with the, um, the partisans would meet, and then we'd go up from the kitchen door. So they were in the same building? In the same rooms, just, yeah. Having tea? Having tea. Having probably pretty important discussions. Yeah, well, <laughs> probably yes. <laughs> and who was, so that was your great-grandmother? That, that was, no, been? actually my great-grandmother, yes, she was still alive, mm -hmm. um, but she was getting quite old by then. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother was starting to sort of work here, she was still very young, um, but then um, she had, she, she married to an Italian and he died very young um, and she was left with four children and when the, when the, the war broke broke how do you say broke 
ended. No, it started. Started. Oh, yes. started broke out. Okay. Broke out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, she she had to leave Rome and she went up to the mountains to the Dolomites, where she stayed till the end of the war because um, she couldn't come back any longer because Italy was sort of cut in two. So, so she didn't realize that, and of course there were no telephones, no cell phones, no nothing. So she didn't know what was going on here, and she was a hundred percent certain that Babington's would have closed by then. And instead, when she did manage to get back, she found out that the waitresses and the cooks had kept the business going every single day. Amazing. So it never closed. It closed for sort of half a day um, when the Americans and the English, I should say first the English, although the Americans say it was them, uh, actually came in and freed the city. Wow. And they, they actually couldn't manage to get here, but they did in the end. So they actually never closed. Really incredible that this place has been uh, a center for history, historical mm. um, gatherings, really, yeah. that were really probably significant. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you mentioned something to me that we didn't say here that I'd like to talk about, which is um, that you said it's the first place in this area that offered a public restroom for yeah. women. <laughs> That's significant. Yeah. That's huge. Yes. That, can you talk about that? Well, it's actually. Our whole story is significant and huge because if you think about it, at the end of the 1800s, mm -hmm. two ladies mm -hmm. uh, coming to Rome, which is and was still a very provincial mm -hmm. city, where uh, people would drink coffee, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was a city for, basically for men. Mm -hmm. So, for example, there were the Vespasiani, that sort of bathrooms which were built all around the city for men mm -hmm. to stop if they needed, but no place for women. So when um, they opened the, the tea rooms, it actually was a tea rooms and a reading room, and it had facilities for, for, for ladies, and it was on all the papers of the time. Mm -hmm. Because it was something so. I'm sure that caused women to flock here. I'm mean, <laughs> guessing. <Yeah. laughs> yes, because you know when you're visiting the the, the, yeah. the city and you really do need to stop. Yeah. Every now and then. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> That's been a thing since being here in Rome. Where are the restrooms? <laughs> I I unfortunately I don't know if that was sort of what they were pointing. You know what they were actually. I don't know if it was wanted. That they uh -huh. were so, um, how can you say, uh, that that the, the news of the toilet would be so, so, how can you say? Uh, I don't know if it was on that business plan, let's say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if it was uh, invited or. Well, so if, if, if they'd actually thought it through and said, we must. Oh, yeah. Or if it was just something natural and then it became a big issue for, for the newspapers and for. Uh -huh. I, and when do you do you recall if the newspapers were supportive at that time? Oh yes, they were, okay. and they were talking about how many cups of tea were served and yeah. and what would what and then what goes on here and so they were supportive yeah. overall of, of yeah. the whole yeah. But Babington's was open and still today is a place where English people come for a good cup of and people from all over the world. I noticed. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Now, yeah. Yes. And also a lot of Italian clients and Roman clients and clients who've been you know following us through their generations. So you've seen families, you've gotten yeah. to know a lot of people yeah. from all over the world that probably come mm -hmm. through and then say, Yeah, we have lots daughter. of clients, yes, exactly, who maybe say, I was here 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, yes. So I always ask if they like it because 
we it, it's a Victorian tea room and it, it was very austero do you say austero no um very hmm, i don't know the word in, in english so austere yes probably okay. yes uh -huh. so sort of very strict as, uh -huh. as Vic uh -huh. victoria would have been uh -huh. um, and then in the years we wanted to sort of bring it more uh, contemporize it let's okay. say mm -hmm. but keeping our roots and keeping the feeling so we added a bit of color as you can see um, so I like asking clients who were here maybe 20, 30 years ago if they, if they still feel they like it, if they still feel the same, you know. I, I can see when I look around what you're saying too mm -hmm. because you have, you, you honor your ancestors and you yeah. keep these amazing yeah. images of this is your my grandmother. Grandmother. Yeah. And the painting is done by her father who was my great grandfather. Oh, so great. And then I saw there was your great-grandmother in the other yeah. room. Yeah. Um, then, but then there's these, you know, updates, like in the mm. bathroom, um, I happened to see, <laughs> I peeked my head, that the men's bathroom, you know, has on the walls um, men swimming. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was, it was yeah. fabulous. <laughs> no, no. Because, because uh, I mean, we're, we're very quirky. Yeah. Um, um, we're very cheeky. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's a nice, it's a nice mixture of romanity and the quirkiness. Uh, the only the English have, so it's a bit of humor, and it's all over the place. It's in our packaging, it's in the bathrooms, as you say. It's, it's um, on the napkins, it's on the napkins, yeah. um, and it's also on, on, on you know how we refurbished it. You did a beautiful job, it's fun, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And you know, one thing I noticed too is you, um, the people that work here seem proud to work here, yeah, and they were so kind mm. and very present, and mm. everyone looks each other in the eyes and, mm. and really took the time to connect, you know. That's so important. There's not, mm. uh, there's a lot of businesses that um, maybe they get famous, it doesn't mean they're, they're kind to their customers, it doesn't mean that they really mm. care about the intimacy, the interaction. But I can tell that there's a real thoughtfulness here around that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, probably that has to do with the fact that it's still family run and yeah. that we're actually very in love with our business, uh, which is great. It can also be a minus, minus but um, it's more a plus than a minus, actually. Yeah. What would be a um, minus in that case? Well, because, um, you know, when you're, when you're uh, personally involved, sometimes you don't see things that maybe other people see, uh, which could be, I don't know, made better or I, I, personally as an entrepreneur I've noticed that when you love what you do too when yeah. I love what I do um, the, the downside it can be that sometimes I don't turn it off <laughs> well yes but that's something to do with me not with my yeah. staff <laughs> that's true, that's true. so instead with the staff it's because they actually feel how much we care about this place yeah I mean we grew up here I say we because it's me and Rory my cousin who you didn't meet Did, yeah. no um, and it's the two of us running this place now uh, but we actually grew up in here um, loving, you know, the chocolate biscuits and I fell in love with tea when I was a little girl and it used to arrive at my house and we used to bring it here. So there's true love in it and we really care about doing things properly. Mm -hmm. And that means also having the staff who cares about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to find staff, especially lately. Um, but when we do find them, we really care and make sure that um, they're happy here. And, and, and mm -hmm. Because, you know, if, if you've got start, happy staff, you've got a happy business, basically. Especially in, in hospitality, where, where the client is, has to feel... Has to feel valued. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so here you have, I don't know, 
politician, whoever, sitting next to somebody, just you know, a tourist who just came in, or, or the queen of, or, well, yeah, he wouldn't sit at the table he next to a client, no. Well, yes, but he had to rent out the whole place. <laughs> I'm talking about the bathroom. He's got his own bathroom, and he wants the one with the men swimming. <laughs> so we know he'll be in the bathroom. Yes. And we, but in order to walk in, we had, he had to take over the entire place. The whole place, yes. Yes, and I've been meeting with his uh, security and like 30, 40 different huge <laughs> bodyguards coming in and out. Is it, um, do you find that too with certain politicians or other people? Um, well, yeah, we have some quite famous people coming yeah. in the whole time. So we have bodyguards all over the place and securities outside, inside. The royals? Uh, different the royal, the, we've, in the past we've had quite a few royals, yes. We've had the royal of Denmark and uh, Princess Margaret was here. Um, King Charles, who at the time was Prince Charles, didn't actually come into Barbington's, but I met him in Piazza di Spagna because mm -hmm. he came for a visit and I donated, we donated him um, a tea. Um, but yes, lots of famous actors and mm -hmm. singers and musicians mm -hmm. and film producers, etc., etc., etc. Because this is place where you can actually come and you don't have people asking for autographs. And um, they know that we will not let any paparazzo in. Good. So every now and then I find paparazzi sort of trying to come in from the kitchen or climbing up from to see from the window, but we, we just send them away. So they know that here that privacy is totally protected. Um, and it's a place where a lot of you know famous people come with um, their family because it's a family place. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then sort of they meet on Sunday uh, uh, with other friends and it's just like a, a sitting room, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And because it's so central and because of the kind of um, clients we have, Barrington's has always been a, a, a sort of a, a silent testimony mm -hmm. of the life in Rome. So everything, yeah, everything, everything which happens, this is sort of everything, fashion, politics, um, uh, as I was saying, films, etc. Everything is sort of discussed here, here. Mm -hmm. even nastier things. So, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's sort of a, a place where things have happened and people have met and maybe outside they say they don't even talk to each other and mm -hmm. here they're best buddies mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it really is... Um, it, it, a, a silent witness of the of the Roman and Italian life in general. So. I love the way you said that. That it, it behaves like a silent witness. Yeah. that's very special mm. and very important, right? Where people can have that opportunity, and um, and really that makes a profound impact on culture. Yeah, and on so many aspects of life that we might not consider unless we take the moment like this pause yeah. to consider it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really profound. Yeah. So now what my project before I leave the Curious to the fifth generation is to get um, uh, either, a, either a series or a movie done on the story of oh, this good. place. Documentary? Well, I, I don't know, whatever. Oh, okay. even, even actually a, 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 you know, a you know, series of yeah. some sort. Because that, that, there is so much. Because if you think about these two entrepreneurs, who arrived in, in a city like Rome at the end of the 1800s. Uh, they had an amazing, uh, 
view of what was going to happen. I mean, and, and, and then all the people who came here, and as, as we were saying, the First World War and the Second World War, and then after that, uh, my grandmother was actually married to the director of MGM, Metro Golden Meyer, Europe. So we had all the American and English actors coming here and creating plates, oh. and we were the first to uh, serve burgers in Rome because they would come from the States and say, you know, in the States they're, they're, they're serving these flat meatballs. <laughs> and so we started serving them because they wanted them. Um, and, and then all the, the history from sort of the 50s till, till today, uh -huh. there's so much Hollywood on the Tiber <laughs> and China Chita. Um, there's so much to it. So the idea is, we did actually write a book for our 125th anniversary. Is it out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, what's yeah, it yeah. called? It's called Babington's 125 Years or something. Great. So, and, it, and it does map out a lot of the story. Well, it's got all sorts of things in it, yeah. Okay. All the famous people who came and, and yes, that's really a lot. If Lots, people want so. to continue to find out more about Babington's but can't be here, is there do you have yeah, a website? Website. Yeah, we have Instagram, of course, and then there's Babington's.com. Okay. Mm. Good. And, and there's the whole story there. I think you can actually download the book, the PDF really? of the book. Yeah. So you're generously giving it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, I think it's it's downloadable. It should be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We 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 like sharing. We don't like. I can tell. Yeah. yeah. I, I, ha I want to ask if there's something that I haven't thought of to ask you, but something that you might consider saying to somebody that, you know, maybe you could say something about just the importance of ritual, because tea time is ritual time. Yes, but as I was saying, it's very democratic. So when you say ritual, you think, you know, the Chinese um, tea ceremony, or you think about the Japanese tea ceremony, but actually tea is can be drunk as you said at the beginning you, you can drink it on your own mm -hmm. and it's something that you can do coming here without people looking at you this actually is historical so um, in England at the sort of beginning of the 1900s or end of the 1800s um, you, you as a woman alone could go to a tea room and have tea without being considered a prostitute mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the reasons why they the two ladies who opened Babington's in Rome could actually actually thought of opening a tea room because it was something that a woman could do, could do. yeah very few things they could do very that, few very yeah. few wow. and Babington's was actually funded the same year the first women could vote in New Zealand because wow. that was in 1893 and it was in New Zealand but not here no yeah. No, no, Italy was one of the last countries. England was, I think it must have been around 19, 19 well, the beginning of the 19th century anyway, 1912 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the ritual, when you think about ritual, sometimes you think, you know, the, the ceremony, and we call it the British or Babington's tea ceremony because it is the English ceremony, but it, it can be something I do on my own. Mm -hmm. It can be something I can do with a friend. Mm -hmm. It can do it can be something I do with lots of friends. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 fun. And I mean it's 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 not so um, uh, in Italian I would say in just south or so strict mm -hmm. 
it's enjoyable. Yeah. So you can gossip, you can laugh, you can eat, you can pair with cakes or with food. So it's it's in or that sense it's very yeah, yeah. Read a book, write, write. I mean, we've had so many writers in in the in the years come here and create poems. I've got all sorts of books written in here. I can tell you. Clients. I have written one book with some um, colleagues. And it was a five-year process. It was a really extensive textbook. And I spent most of the time writing it in tea, t in yeah. tea shops with tea, because I don't yeah. drink coffee usually. Yeah. So for me, it was tea time. And I'd sit there at a place like this. And without it, I don't know what, I don't think it would have been created. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, because it's, I hear what you're saying. It's a very special place where mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's accepted to be alone or together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's accepted to, uh, just have your 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 tea on the table and, and claim your spot. Yeah, and stay as long as you want in yes, our case. Yes. Some some other places may kick you out, but we actually you don't kick people out. No, we don't. Well, that's out. kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, the other thing you're talking about this is that tea. The difference between tea and coffee is that um, because of certain the tannin which is in the tea, etc. Tea gives you a longer longest time of concentration and at the same time relaxes mm -hmm. Instead of versus exciting. coffee which yeah. sort of gives you that boom to yeah. start with but yeah. then it, it goes. So you're saying it's more so of a it's steady. prolonged and, and, and it actually helps you concentrate a lot more because it's... Even the ones that are activating? You know, because like I'm thinking of um, English tea or, mm. you know... Well, tea, all tea leaves contain caffeine, all of it. All of them. All of it. I mean, all the teas come from the same plant, basically, which is the Camellia sinensis and then the Assamica is a variety. And the tea leaves contain a certain amount of, of caffeine, whatever, if we're talking about tea. If we're talking about herbal tea, then that's Different. another, another yeah, world. Yeah. Yeah. But tea has caffeine. So if you if you have a high quality tea, you or you probably have less caffeine or you have a gooder, let's say caffeine, but caffeine is in but even with that that kind of caffeine, you're saying there's a more of a steadiness to how it plays out. Well, yes, because it's actually the theanine, which is a uh, amino acid, which is in the tea, um, regulates um, the absorb absorption, yeah. you say, you of say the caffeine. Mm -hmm. Um, so that it's not all together, but it's it, 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 it's regulated, and so it releases the caffeine, makes sure that the caffeine in the tea is released more slowly. Mm -hmm. So it gives you this uh, this sense of being relaxed, but at the same time alert and concentrated. I love that you said that, and I can say I've witnessed that in people. You know, and you know, observing living with a father again who's an Englishman, and I notice that when he has his tea, English tea. Yeah. It, he stays steady. He doesn't mm. seem all amped up. But if he has a, a cappuccino or he has an espresso, mm. you can see him kind of get wildly yeah. amped up, you know, over the years. I'm thinking back as a kid yeah. until now. And I, I guess I've never made that that correlation with what you're saying, but that makes yeah. perfect sense now. Yeah. Oh, thank you. This is um, this is special to have this time <laughs> with you. Thank you. <laughs> and it's so calm today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Unusually so. Normally, I'm very unusual. And you said this is we never yeah. get to have alone time, or you don't. Yeah. It's it's always open. Mm -hmm. But this is a rare treat where yeah. I got to see you and meet you, and it's not. So, um, spies. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought, uh, one last thought, a question came in. Russians and fascists in the same place. We did talk yeah. about it. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. probably turning my telephone off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we've covered.
covered a lot today. Well, I think so. I yes. mean, there's still a lot to say, but I mean, I think we said the most important things. I would just like to say um, thank you, because what you're keeping going uh, mm. is a lot of work behind the scenes, I imagine. Yeah. And I know that even though there's a lot of love behind it, it doesn't mean there's not a lot of work that goes into it. Mm. Um, but you're, you're providing a space for people that's very valuable and an important thing in our society. Yeah. And I, I just hope that we can keep places like this alive and, and have more of them because, uh, like you said, it's a neutral, democratic opportunity for so many people mm. to, to be yeah, creative. Well, it's, it's nice to work in a family business because you do get the sense of, of the story and it, it, it's, it's, it's an honor, really be part of something like this and when I think about it 130 years is a long time and the last years with COVID yeah. have been a real struggle but at the same time it's been a magic time and you mentioned not on, on, on recording but when I met you you mentioned that you stayed open through COVID as well right? well we had to close for more or less a month and a half but that's not a long time it's not, but also because we were selling, we were selling online. We also sell online. We were, I, I mean, I would come here once a week and prepare all the boxes to be sent off. So actually, I felt that it never closed. Uh huh. Uh huh. I hear you. Yeah. So it had to be modified. <laughs> well, for the time being, and then as soon as we were um, allowed to open, we started opening with all the various crazy things they said we could do so only for three hours and then outside and then only inside and then only take away and then so I mean it was very uh, whatever they were allowing us to do we did because we had this strong sense of our story had to go on mm -hmm. and to start with it was just Rory and I mm -hmm. and then we had one waitress and one person in the kitchen and if I think about it now it still makes me cry and it was just so, so incredible what we were doing and what we went through, yeah. everyone, but uh, I can talk about what went on here, and we made it. Incredible. Again. Incredible. Again, we made it. <laughs> and so now we're really happy that things are picking up. Yeah. Yeah, I know it seems, um, I would say more than picking up, I would say the energy here yesterday when I came in mm. for the first time in my life was so wonderful mm -hmm. and uh and it, it's um it's special so thank you again well thank you <laughs> this is special <laughs> thank you yeah and again if anyone wants to find you uh you're often here and um and say hi yes <laughs> or go online and also just learn yeah. more um i hope it gets made into a movie personally <laughs> well i'm really working on it sooner or later it will happen things happen when they when they have to happen I think it that way anyway. So it will happen one day when the time is right. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Actually, I overbrewed it. It's quite disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it disgusting. It's really good. You feel it in the back here. Ah, oh, you have a very refined palate. It's drying your your tongue and. Maybe a little and bit. It's very astringent. But we can work on it. Have some water. <laughs> Here, let's see. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hey friend, thank you for meeting with me and my guests. Go to tarawellness.com to join my newsletter and find out what else I'm offering. Please like and follow this podcast. Check out the Tara Gold Wellness video version on YouTube. 
and follow me at Tara Gold Wellness on Instagram and TikTok. Let's keep meeting at home. Home is where.